0: Welcome to the Connected Insurance Podcast, presented by Agency Revolution. Listen to interviews with the most influential people in the insurance industry. Learn the most important strategies, tactics, trends, and challenges facing today's independent insurance agents and brokers. Subscribe today and get updates delivered right to your inbox. And now, without further delay, the Connected Insurance Podcast. Hello
1: there, this is Michael Jans, co-founder of Agency Revolution. Today... Happy to be your simple podcast host, broadcasting from the casita. Um, And I want to welcome you to this episode of the Connected Insurance Podcast, presented by Agency Revolution creators of Fuse, the insurance marketing software that skyrockets retention, boosts policy per customer, and makes your clients love your agency. Without you having to hire Staff, programmers, technologists, if you haven't done it lately, you should visit agencyrevolution.com, request a demo. And I understand Agency Revolution has recently made a very significant acquisition, which I'm sure you'll be hearing about very, very shortly. Uh, Well, I do want to uh, encourage you to listen carefully to this conversation with John Jackson. This is an encore presentation. It's been, but it's been over two years since John and I had our uh, earlier conversation, and this one is very different. He is now looking back at the time when he was a marketer in an independent insurance agency, Alliance Insurance Services in North Carolina. He is now a copywriter and content marketer for Agency Revolution. So, in this retrospective, he's looking back at some fairly remarkable achievements that the agency experienced during his tenure. For example, uh, web traffic went up about 300%. Um, Retention went up about seven points. That's really significant. Uh, Policy per customer count. I mean, it almost doubled. Okay, went really, really close to doubling. Um, So in other words, John made a difference. And I am. I particularly wanted to share this conversation um, because the position that he held, the marketer in the independent insurance agency is one of the fastest growing new positions in the independent agency channel, period. And more and more of the fast growth agencies are adopting this position as part of their growth strategy. One of the challenges is that a lot of insurance agency principals are not professional marketers. And so oftentimes they're looking to get the biggest bang for their buck and the most results and struggling a little bit with what to focus on. Well, John um, speaks from experience as a marketer and he speaks glowingly about the principal that he worked with and the relationship that he had. And so he speaks very openly about that relationship. And then of course, uh, shares in delicious detail, some of the uh, really uh, point by point, what worked and what got the kind of results that an agency would be looking for. Uh, Before we move on, first of all, super big apology to a couple of hundred agents who reached out to me. I promised something which is now available. Uh, my self-scaling insurance agency toolkit. Uh, I kept saying, well, let's add this to it and let's add this to it. And so I did that and here we are a couple of weeks late. Uh, I am now, I will reach out to you. If you reached out to me, I will reach out to you and send you a link. And uh, if you haven't, if you're not aware of this, I designed a toolkit that um, is 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 designed to show you how an agency can grow and really almost grow automatically by installing three systems. Uh, I'll keep it at that. If growth is important to you, reach out to me on LinkedIn and say you want the self-scaling toolkit. Um, you can reach out to me on email, michael at com. I'll get it to you. I promise that I will. It's now available. It is now ready. Uh, I'm super excited about it. And of course, if you have any questions after you review it, reach out to me and I'll do my best to answer those questions. So um, now, of course, if we've earned a five-star review, if you'd give us one, I'd be super duper duper grateful. And now without further ado, it is a, a real privilege to be able to invite you to enjoy this conversation with... Seasoned marketer, John Jackson. John Jackson, welcome back for your second time around. Thanks for joining us.
0: Hey, very happy to be here.
1: So uh, for our listeners, uh, let me put this into perspective. I interviewed John. Seems to me that it was more than two years ago, but I've lost track of time when you had a different position than you have right now, you were a marketer in an independent insurance agency. Um, And that's I mean, clearly, I really want to get your perspective on what it is to be a marketer in an agency and what principles should really understand and learn about managing and guiding and, you know, uh, working with a marketer. Uh, but now you've got another job. And of course, that's, uh, that's, that's actually how you popped up back in my life is convers- <laughs> when I have having a conversation with Lucas over at right. agency revolution, he said, guess who's here. So I thought, Oh, fascinating. Let me find out what's going on with that guy. So, we chatted and I thought, oh, t- terrific stories to tell. So, John, thanks so much for joining us today.
0: Excited to be here.
1: So, um, yeah, you're at Agency Revolution right now as a copywriter or a content um, producer? How do
0: you just... All the above, yeah. Um, I'm, so, yeah, I'm, I'm at uh, FMG and Agency Revolution, um, mm-hmm. you know, kind of the same thing, and I'm in the uh, creative team there, and uh, my official role is the insurance copywriter and subject matter expert. So I'm sure that last bit is probably uh, some of the people who knew the insurance industry might chuckle a little bit, but that's what they call <laughs> me, kind of, you know, the subject matter expert. So. Well, come <laughs> on though.
1: So how many years were you at the agency?
0: Five. I was uh, so I was with Alliance Insurance uh, for five years. Five great years. Um, but I also grew up in the insurance industry. I mean, so my I said, my, my yeah. father was an insurance agent so, for thirty-five years, so it's oh, kind of good. in the blood.
1: Okay, it's in the blood. So you're a legitimate uh, content expert. There's no question about that. So uh, let's start with that, John. I want to do a little bit of a retrospective and mm-hmm. I would invite people to listen to the conversation that I had with you uh, you know from two or three years ago and okay. with Christopher your principal from a few mm-hmm. years ago but and and to kind of get a you know a sense of um, you know the entire story but let's do a little bit of a retrospective uh, you were there as a marketer for as you'd mentioned a few years and things changed things really changed Changed and you're very careful not to take full credit for it.
0: So fair enough, <laughs> but uh, well, I, yeah, there were <laughs> there were other initiatives at play, but no, things did change. You know, and when I started there, um, I, I have to say it wasn't like they looked at their website and, and had no thought whatsoever about uh, you know how all that operated. Um, there was there was some effort put into it, um, but by putting me in charge as the digital marketing manager. Uh, Web traffic uh, increased two to three times what it was when I first started. Digital leads increased one hundred percent. I mean, we had no automated email at all, and um, I chose Agents Revolution as Mm -hmm. our uh, as our solution. And uh, by at my peak with AR, I was sending out five to six thousand emails a month. Uh, So we exponentially grew our marketing efforts and um, and our marketing are really our digital presence overall.
1: Well, it was reflected in some numbers. So let's take a look at a few of those. And then I'd like to go back and and talk about what you did and what worked. And maybe also, you know, all marketers have... Some failures and mistakes and lessons, and often those are you know that deliver more value to us sometimes than our oh, victories. I've right? got plenty, so <laughs> <laughs> well, so, so sometimes we misinterpret the victories, right? We think it worked because we're really, really good. <laughs> um, so yeah, let's let's uh break this down a little bit. Retention went up, for example, and and my yep. recollection from our Previous conversation, John, is that the retention went from eighty-five to ninety-two percent. That's phenomenal.
0: Yeah, no, it, it, it's it's pretty amazing, and um, I have to give, as I keep saying, I have to give a lot of credit to Christopher and to our our, our team there. Uh, there was a there was a concerted effort to increase uh, retention, and so uh, you know some of the the strategy behind that went into things such as marketing, where what I wrote about and how I wrote and and all of that was designed to to really increase retention, but they also, they called every single client for renewals and, and walked them through the process. And I mean, like I said, there was a huge effort and, and it showed in the numbers and I'm, I'm super proud of what Alliance was able to do. Um,
1: so in addition to sort of like outbound, you said calls. Now, so presumably if you were an agency revolution user, you, you probably were nurturing throughout the course of the year, delivering yep, value. Right um with uh, non-sales nurturing messages throughout the year you probably were doing some cross-selling which also increases retention Correct. so i so i want to share something with the audience here that i mentioned very briefly to you when you got on i was reviewing my notes from our previous conversation you'd indicated that retention went from i think it was 85 to 92% so i i have a little tool i'm happy to share with anybody who emails me or jumps on LinkedIn, I call it the customer lifetime extender. And essentially it demonstrates the uh, value of increased retention as measured in customer years. So um, I I pulled out my tool and I plugged in 85%. So at 85%, your average customer stays with you 6.67 years. So six and two thirds years. Boom, right? So, yeah, get a new customer. On average, they're going to be with you six and two-thirds years. Uh, now, the tool jumps up by increments of two. So, I apologize. I don't have 92 in front of me, but 93%. Um, if we look at the distinction between 85 and 93%, it's really fairly phenomenal. The customer year, average customer year at 93% retention is 1429 uh, years, so we're at literally adding a, more than seven and a half years to a lifetime relationship with a customer when we increase our retention from eighty-five to, in this case, ninety-three year ninety-three uh, percent. Pretty amazing. I mean, really, when you look at that, it's like, gosh, that's seven years of free money. That's seven years where where my customers are with me where they otherwise, on average, would not have been with me. So I often think that retention is greatly undervalued. Oftentimes, when people see that tool, they all of a sudden, they call their principals in and and, and their marketer in and say, hey, take a look at this. So if anybody wants a copy, it's called the, um, the uh, Customer Lifetime Extender. Just let me know. I'm happy to send it to you. So... Uh, So that's number one, is your retention went up significantly. Your policy per customer count also went up really fairly remarkably. Um, Yeah. As I recall, was my notes from our previous conversation, 1.3 to two policies per customer.
0: Yeah. And that's, that's a general, but yeah, I mean, it definitely went up. Um, Like I said, there, there was everyone was pitching in and and, and doing what we could to get that policy count up. But uh, you know, I really do believe that content marketing and focusing on that absolutely helps.
1: And uh, so so we'll div- dig into content marketing and, and of course, you know, we'll provide a little overview on what content marketing really means and what makes it work. Um, and and pre- so I'm presuming that Throughout the year, like using the marketing automation tools that you had available to you, you you were able to identify customers who had X policy, but not Y policy, and you reached out and ran cross-sell campaigns to them. And so, boom, over time, uh, policy per customer count goes up, um, revenue per customer goes up, but also retention um, always statistically goes up when the policy count goes up. So.
0: Oh yeah, right. absolutely. I mean, one of our uh, one of our salespeople, Chase, uh, one of one of the best best guys I worked with, uh, he himself like he ran his own numbers one time, and, and and he was just like, you know, I've got a lot of people with one, you know, what about two, what about three? And he figured if he could get three policies, then they stayed over ninety five percent of the time. So uh, retention rate for those those people that had three policies for him personally was ninety five percent. So yeah, it's a um, ma- there's
1: yeah. a magic number. Okay, so really cool. It, it's pretty remarkable. It reminds me of a study that Bain, the, um, you know, the, the very smart researchers and analysts that Bain did for State Farm in the 90s. So this is, this is an old survey, but really, the, the, uh, obviously, the um, data, you know, the size of the data sample was huge and the principles are never going to change. Uh, And so the numbers were this, what they discovered was that if they had a single policy with a customer, they'd keep uh, the 10 year retention on those customers was um, uh, 10%, 10 year retention, right? So, you know, maybe that's close to a 90% retention, lose, you know, 10% of them a year, roughly I'm simplifying the math on it, but um, 10% tenure retention. If they had two policies, it went up almost fourfold to 38% retention over 10 years. But if they had three policies, they had a 90% retention over 10 yep. years, It's just like nobody ever went away. So uh, there is something magical uh, about generating that third policy. It really sort of closes all the doors. Um,
0: well, really, It really shows a level of trust and plus it's the time you have three policies what a pain to move yeah right <laughs> you know we we humans do operate under it seems like physics where you know inertia is real an object at rest tends to remain at rest it takes a lot yeah, of energy uh,
1: yeah right 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 uh, like I, I only have so much energy during the course of the day am i really going to spend it getting you know spinning off three policies no That's right. um okay so um i i Here's what I want to ask you is if you could look back at that period of four or five years when you were actively working as a marketer, um, what, what were the things that you did that got the results that you think, you know, that the agency got from marketing? In other words, what worked really well for you?
0: Sure. Uh, well, as I kind of mentioned earlier, I really focused on content marketing. Um, you know, Marcus Sheridan's They Ask, You Answer was kind of my guiding principle for a while. And so I uh, tried to see what our clients and clients of insurance agencies in general wanted to know and then write about that. And so you know, to start at a very base level, either writing or rewriting um, you know, web pages or blogs about basic insurance concepts. And then I kind of branched out from there and, and uh, just tried to write as much as possible. And the idea was to give people uh, the answers to the questions that they had. And it's not just how does an auto policy work, but, uh, you know, questions like, you know, how, how do I file this type of claim or, um, you know, some more specific questions that, that maybe we don't really want to answer. Um, and then after that, uh, really focused on uh, niche content. And so um, driving into uh, these very specific areas uh, really, where where we had the carrier partners uh, to to shine, you know, to really do well in those markets, and we had agents uh, who also knew those markets well. Uh, that's where we saw a lot of uh, a lot of really excellent opportunities, um, not only in uh, digital statistics but also in some sales.
1: Okay, well, let's. Um, I'm going to dig just a little bit more into this. So, number one, you were writing a lot of content.
0: Correct. Right. That's and right. And, yeah, I'm sure you are also writer. did video content uh, quite uh, okay. a bit as
1: well. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. So writing and video, and some of it was, uh, you know, uh, on perhaps the blog, and some of it may have been an actual web page, Correct. Uh, maybe dedicated to either a product or a market. I don't know if yeah, you had. Yeah, right. Okay. Got it. Um, and and uh, then you so. I, um, I know I know that your situation was like the, the agencies in North Carolina. Am I right? That's right. Yeah, yeah Winston and Salem, North Carolina. Winston Salem, and you um are and were in Philadelphia.
0: So I, yeah, I, I start the, when I first started there the first year. I did live there. I lived in uh, in North Carolina. It's where I'm from. Um, if anyone can hear any subtle accent there, um, it's way less subtle when I'm down there. But um, <laughs> yeah, so, but it's. A, it's a real thing. I'm from there. I, but, but yeah, after the first year my wife and I moved to Philadelphia.
1: Okay. Uh, so you'd indicated that basically, you know, what, what the market asks, you answer. So um, I'm asking a very practical question. With you being in Philadelphia and the agency down in North Carolina, how did you find out what the market was asking? And, and did you have a systematic way to go about doing that?
0: Yeah, so I mean, we started with about as old school a method as possible. Uh, went to our staff and said, "What are people asking about?" And we just made a big list. Um, and it was, I mean, a single space it seemed like eight point font, an entire page of stuff we came up with. And uh, you know, that was the that was the the core, of the basis. Um, and some of it was was stuff that I could never write about, but others, you know, it was. Um, you know, what do I do if I'm in an auto accident? How do I navigate that, right? Uh, so it's not just how does insurance work, but it was it was how, what do I do in an accident in general? Um, and, and so some of those questions were kind of interesting. And, and I found out that writing about situations and events that people go through and not just how insurance works in that instance is actually super valuable. Uh, so, for example, the, uh, the most successful blog I ever wrote for Alliance was what to do when lightning strikes your house. And that, that it was, I mean, it was it was like a safety blog. Right. Um, and it was, it was not like how to file a claim. It was, you know, here's what to do here, are the safety, you know, things to think about. Here's how often that happens. Here's, you know, how many claims are filed based on lightning strikes. Um, and so at the very end, I said, you know, if you have had it and you are safe and you're at your house, then you call your agent. Here's what you talk to your agent about, et cetera. Um, and, and when it was in the summer months and there were thunderstorms all over the country, that blog would outperform our homepage. So that's what I'm talking about. Writing about what people actually want to know and not just here's how a deductible work, even though I did a really funny deductible video with my dog. Um, at least I think it was funny on our YouTube. Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. So, uh, so somewhere on that uh, page of, you know, 8.5 font you know, stuff people are asking was somebody on your team said, Hey, you know, so people are asking, you know, what do you do when lightning strikes your house? And you wrote about it, but then uh, that you also affirmed the power of that message th- with some analytics, right? You said the blog was successful. How did you know it was successful?
0: Well, I, through Google analytics, I mean, okay. we track the website meticulously. Um, one of the greatest things, Christopher and I, Christopher is the, the owner of Alliance Insurance, for those of you who do not know. Um, he's a great guy. Feel free to call him. He'll be <laughs> mad I said that. Um, But anyway, uh, one of the greatest things that we ever did uh, to really cement the uh, the success of, of our relationship was we met once a week and we went over all of those analytics. We went over um, what was working, what was not. We went over crazy ideas that either he or I had, and we vetted those or threw them out the window. Um, and so it, it gave me a reason to track constantly, which which really helped me become more of a data-driven um, copywriter and, and digital marketer. Um, and it let him know that I was doing something. Because it, if you're an agency principal, sometimes if you don't see your marketer on a regular basis, you just forget they exist. Right? It's easy <laughs> to kind of go, what All are right. they doing? Uh, So it it was really, really great for both of us um, and and it led to some some key key moments. But yes, it helped me to track uh, and and develop a habit of tracking that data.
1: All right. Um, I I really want to circle back to the relationship between the marketer and the principal. But before we do that, um, there are a few things I want to cover. So uh, so this. the writing, the content production, the video, the things that would then drive people, presumably then these were hosted on your website in the blog or on a separate page. Yep, they were all
0: on our WordPress-based website that was uh, powered by Advisor Evolved at the time. Uh
1: Uh-huh, okay. Yeah,
0: the alliance is still with Advisor Evolved.
1: Okay. Um, And so the success of that was measured by visitors like Google Analytics to see how many people were visiting those pages?
0: That's right, yeah. And, and, and towards the end, when I got better at my job, and, and also we have more tools available, um, I was able to kind of look at directly how many leads were coming. Were, like Of all the leads that were generated yeah. by Alliance Insurance, how many of them came from the website? And what was surprising is that towards the end, it was almost half. I mean almost half of all the leads that came into the website came through uh, I mean up all the leads that came into the agency came through the website. Now they didn't lead in sales, right? I mean it was just sheer numbers, sheer like right. a lot of people, yeah. but um, but we we really turned up the lead generation ability of the site and it wasn't through like fancy uh pay per click stuff or gimmicky anything. It was just writing high quality content on a regular basis and growing the site and the SEO gravity of that site over time.
1: So, uh, really the, um, you know, SEO was sort of the, uh, 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 the, the power tool, right? Like you were really feeding that as the power tool that was attracting people to the site.
0: Uh, Yeah, for sure. I mean, you have to, you have to do, look at SEO. You can't just ignore SEO, but I also do sincerely believe that, uh, If someone comes to your page, uh, they come to it partially because of SEO weight, right? I mean, that's, that's how you find things on the internet, Mm -hmm. but time on page has Uh, nothing to do with SEO time mm -hmm. on page is another fantastic statistic. And you know, when your blogs or pages is working, if, I mean, my, my lightning blog, the time on page is over five minutes. I mean, people came and they stayed and they read and they looked at it, you know, like they, they took their time. And so the quality of the content and the quality of what's on the page to me is equally, if not more important, because yes, SEO is important to find, but if someone finds it and the bounce rate is 95% and the right. time on page is 30 seconds, what, what are you actually getting out of that?
1: Do so, you recall uh, yeah. how much the time
0: on page um, went up? Oh gosh, I don't time- think we had a time on page over a minute when I started. And
1: then when you left,
0: uh, when I left, I mean, I don't, I can't remember the average for the entire site. That's because we had so many pages. Yeah. Um, I mean, that, the, the, the Alliance Insurance web page, uh, website is pretty robust at this point. Oh, um, good. But I, I absolutely had some pages, especially my successful ones, that were anywhere between three to, I want to say, eight minutes long. For wow, some of those, okay. like. Got it. Yeah, I mean, there were there were some that really had some staying power, and and people stayed on there for a long time.
1: Okay, another practical question. You'd indicated that uh, digital leads uh, doubled. Yep. Yeah. Um, and ultimately became uh, almost half of the leads that came into the site. Now, when you say um, uh, uh, half of the leads came through your website, does that mean that they came through on a quote request form? Or how are you measuring that?
0: Great question, and this is this was super exciting. So I yeah. was able to. Um, so we switched to Salesforce right. um, about two years ago. Alliance Insurance switched to Salesforce, and we were able to uh, put in you know the source, and and many agency management systems can do this. You put in right. the source uh, for for any lead that you get, right? And so what I was able to do was build uh, a report that showed me all of the leads. And then I broke all the leads up uh, by source and then the percentage uh, of of what each one was. And so that's how I was able to track over time the growth of online leads versus um, agent-generated leads uh, versus walk-by, which that's not much for anyone anymore, things like that.
1: So uh, what about this customer, the one who comes to the site, spends a minute or five minutes or whatever right they see the lightning article um but they don't fill out a quote request form just you know they're the ones who call oh there's the phone number i call um sometimes that requires some manual labor or staff asking how did you find out about us what did you do with those people
0: well that's exactly what we did. We had the staff, you know, whenever they're uh, talking to a new uh, per- prospective customer, uh, they right. say, "So how do you hear about us?" I mean, that's just a standard thing okay. that we asked everyone. Okay. And so most people will say, "I found you on the internet." Right? I mean, they they, they don't mind. It's so common now. I mean, I think uh, it, it's something like yeah, over 60 to 6 to 70% of consumers do a do a web search before mm-hmm. They they call an insurance agency, so it's much more common uh, for people to do that anyway. Um, so we how ha- we always asked and made sure that we knew where they were coming from and then they put that in the agency management system and therefore i was able to track it were there right. people that slipped through the cracks or just said i don't know It just called or yes of course i mean yes the, no the, no, no. we perfect. you
1: you you and i talked about this earlier you know those of us who call ourselves direct marketers you know we love we love to say that direct marketing allows us to measure everything but we know that that's nothing nothing not, nothing's not pure science um right it uh, th- there's a lot that you can measure, but yes, there are always those who slip through. So I have an- another question for you. you when you talk about content marketing, mm-hmm. um, uh, all right, so we've you know we've covered like um, sort of the basic answering questions that people have that the marketplace has. but now you also mentioned that you uh, then branched into some niche content. And yeah, sometimes right. this this is sometimes where marketing really gets juicy. Um, Correct. Talk to us a little bit about um, what you did on the niche side, and in particular, what you found out that worked really well there.
0: Well, we we thought about doing it for a while because we knew some other agencies that were having tremendous success. Uh, with with uh, niche content and I think the, we
1: talked about who wh- one of those agencies in Wisconsin just the, you and I correct. just the other day right they that's they have correct. also been on this um, podcast series uh, from Wisconsin Mark
0: Peterson's agency right so yeah and, and they're incredible um, yeah they're doing a they're, terrific what, job what they've done and yeah um, um, Amanda's up there she's amazing so yeah they're 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 a really really good example of what I'm talking about right now but um, for us. Christopher always used to say he's a proud generalist, right? He didn't he didn't want to have a, a niche. He wanted to be able to write anything. So we, we had to find something that really worked. And I worked with Joey Jingola. I'm not sure if you know him. Um, really, really phenomenal guy. Um, used to work with a couple of other uh, people and, and, and really help a lot of agencies when it comes to digital marketing. And so um, he helped me uh, kind of pick uh, a niche to start with. And we chose garage insurance. Uh, because we had tremendous carriers for that. We, we, we always were really successful whenever we got a chance to, to work with that, um, that you know, line of business. Mm-hmm. And so I said, great, I know nothing about it. But that's one of the things about being a marketer is you can learn and research and just jump in and, and write about kind of anything. So I did a almost 20 blog series on garage insurance. And I made a video for every single one that I wrote. Um, and, and, and were you the uh, face and the
1: voice on the video?
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, you know, partially embarrassing, partially awesome. So if anyone wants to see um, what I'm talking about, go to uh, Alliance Insurance's uh, YouTube page, our uh, YouTube channel, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 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 and it worked. I mean, our YouTube channel, um, we increased 569% for uh, views and 1,000% increase in watch time over the five years that I was there. So, uh, it, it the YouTube channel uh, turned out to be a great addition to our content marketing efforts, particularly when I really got into this niche content. Yeah. Okay. And so, what happened with the garage niche? So we still, to this day, we get people that that will call us or or will fill out a form online and and say, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, I was watching your videos and um and it was great. And it is it is sometimes hard to measure that because. Usually someone doesn't come in, read one article, and they're done. Not in that kind of a space. But they come in, they read one, and then they'll wait, and then they'll come in and read another one. And if they keep coming back, that's when you have a really good opportunity to, to really get in there. And that's the power of, of, of doing niche content, right? Uh, yeah. that, that you can establish yourself as a thought leader and someone that they can trust.
1: Were you hosting the videos on your website and YouTube channel, or what did you choose to do there?
0: Yeah, usually what I would do is I would embed the video in the blog, um, as mm-hmm. well as put it on our YouTube channel.
1: Okay. So if there was a, uh, a, a garage video about insurance topic X, you'd have a blog and you would have the video on that page and you would have it on the YouTube channel as well. That's right all right uh we didn't talk about this earlier google reviews was that something that you were attending to
0: yeah so we uh i was really lucky to be at an agency that already had a, a pretty great reputation um when it comes to reviews when i started i think we were in the 80s like 4.9 star um for our primary office yeah and we we really wanted to, to increase it and, and wasn't really sure how you know like you can put you can put a link in your signature that's okay but that's not like a guaranteed strategy mm-hmm. to work right. and it really wasn't until um, Agence, agency revolution added NPS scores mm. and the NPS score campaign that rocketed us to a, I want to say 120. It was absolutely incredible. Um, we started doing we started doing the automated NPS score. Um, and, and, you know, if they, if they give you a high review, it automatically suggests, Hey, you know, can you do a quick, uh, review for us? And here's the link to the, to the page. Um, you don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to go to Google, whatever Just Click this, say yes. And that was tremendous. That, uh, really, really helped grow. And then once we, once we, uh, once Alliance left agency revolution and went, um, to neon, uh, that fell away. Uh, we never uh, were able to replace that MPS campaign. And, and so reviews uh, kind of remained stagnant and would slowly trickle up over time. Um, but nothing like the growth we we saw while we were using MPS with Agency Revolution.
1: Got it. Makes sense. All right. So um, let's circle back to it, this a, a really important topic. Um, as you and I have talked about before, um, I've historically interviewed um, Safeco and then Safeco slash Liberty, who joined uh, in their last um, uh, annual, I think annual or biannual um, agency survey, and um, I started interviewing Chuck on that. Oh gosh, six, seven years ago, maybe more. Um, and during the and so I had three interviews with with Chuck Blondino on that survey, and uh, essentially what they did was they wanted to determine what are the behaviors of their top performing agencies, the very you know. And as I recall, their you know their their top performers were you know roughly thirteen to thirty three percent annual growth year over year, with some outliers that were higher than that. And uh-huh. uh, one of the fascinating things that we witnessed was that the percentage of those top tier agencies that had a marketer on staff went up. Every single year, and as I recall, even even when I started those interviews years ago, um, you know, for that group, it was in the forty percent. You know, maybe the mid forties, and by the time Chuck and I had our last conversation, probably a year and a half or two years ago, on this, and and then it was fifty nine percent of top tier agencies having a marketer on, uh, and and I've of course have seen this in my own client base as well, where people are, are appreciating what, like the kinds of things that we've talked about here, you know, working backwards on the ACOR model. Yeah, I can keep them longer. Yeah, I can get more revenue per client. Yes, my conversion can be higher because they're coming in sizzling hot. And yes, I can get more people into the the funnel, right? And, and so there's so many things that marketing can contribute. And yet, uh, there's a problem. And the problem with this new position in this old industry is that typically the average agency principal um, or manager who's going to be managing marketing is not a marketer. And, uh, you know, they're probably fascinated by it. They probably know, you know, some things about it. But marketing, you know, as you're aware, marketing is a profession. And so now uh, this profession needs to be managed by somebody who's really outside the profession. So we're looking for ways to make that easier. Uh, what, you know, One of my approaches, and again, if anybody listening to this wants a copy, hop on LinkedIn, I'll, I'll be happy to send it to you or email me at michael at Uh To help this, I did craft a guidebook called The Four Stages of the Marketer and the Modern Insurance Agency so that principals could look at that and say, "Oh." yeah, they're, you know, it's a profession and there are different levels of professional capability and skill and different things that they can do. And this is how I can manage them. Uh, so to circle around to the question, um, you know, with that as the backdrop and the challenges with that, how did you make it work so well in your agency?
0: Well, you know, I think every single marketer that starts in an insurance agency has to first figure out what is different about their insurance agency. Ah. I mean, you know, marketers are different and agencies are different. And to your point, most of us uh, did not come from marketing backgrounds. I mean, I was a writer already. I have two degrees in writing. I have a bachelor's degree in creative writing and I have a master's degree in screenwriting. Um, But my degree is not in copywriting. My degree is not in marketing. Uh, so me, like many other people, uh, I had a, uh, you know, kind of a tangential skill set uh, and was able to, uh, you know, bring that to the table. And, and I always give credit to Christopher. He's the one who saw it before I did. Hmm. I mean, I was writing all of our stuff for Agents Revolution um, while it was still technically an agent. And it wasn't until I, uh, after a year, I moved uh. to Philadelphia with my wife and he said, you're going to be remote. Why don't you just do marketing full time? So he was the one who came up with this, not me. And... I, I think there are two key things to me uh, for a person who is becoming a marketing professional for an insurance agency. And the first is to learn your agency. Every agency is a little bit different, uh, what they're good at, the carrier relationships they have, the agents that they have and their strengths. Everyone is a little bit different. I mean, the lo- the, the locale that you're in, I mean, can, can dramatically change it. If you're in a rural area versus you're in an urban area, I mean, anywhere, in, there are lots of things that can make you unique. And so instead of trying to write the same thing that everyone else is writing, write the things that make you good. Write the things that make your agency great and the things that your agency is already great at. So whether that be um, writing blogs about what what, what you do, whether it be doing a video series about charities that you guys are are, are great with, um, whatever it might be, finding ways to really connect with, with the strengths of the agency. Um, and not trying to do everything all at once just because someone else does it. And the second thing I would say is to focus on your strengths. The marketer should focus on what what they are naturally good at. Like for me, I wasn't a great social media marketer. Um, that really wasn't my... My passion, it wasn't something that I was super great at. I learned a lot over time, and I became better at it. Um, but that wasn't really my my strong suit. Uh, obviously, I'm a writer. I try to focus on that. I have a screenwriting degree. I focused on making some videos. Uh, there are people who do video way better than me. Uh, there are people who do social media way better, way better than me. Uh, there's probably someone who's a better writer than me. So figure out what you are good at if you're a marketer and lean into that lean into your strengths because I think that that's going to come across way better uh, than than if you try to do the same thing that you've seen everyone else do or something that you you're told this is what you should do so you do that
1: and what would you say uh, like what message would you deliver to agency principals who um, you know let's say they have a marketer or are thinking of mm-hmm. getting one and and they and they want a relationship that really does bring the most possible value to the marketplace and to the agency itself. Um, How how did you, you know, I I, I know you've been laudatory about Chris's leadership and management. How did that happen? How did that work?
0: Well, it really, it was as our relationship uh, improved and grew over time. uh, So, too, did how uh, efficacious I was, Uh, you know, how efficacious I became. Um, because I really do think patience is a key thing in marketing. Um, you're not going to start a marketing campaign and instantly get, you know, 3,000 leads and just be like, oh, good, we're done. Mm-hmm. Um, marketing is something that grows over time. Like, for example, I I did not really understand branding and how important branding was at the beginning of my journey. And by the end of it, I, I was obsessed with it and obsessed with, you know, how branding influences everything from Marketing to, but to sales and to support how people answer the phone, um, what you sell. I mean, all of that can be involved in in, in branding. So, if I hadn't had the time um, with, uh, you know, with Christopher and myself being kind of patient with the process of waiting and and, and trusting what was going to work and grow, um, then I don't think it would have happened.
1: Uh, You met with him regularly. Correct. Yeah. yeah every week, it was, it was once a week, and in that meeting, shared numbers, right? Right. Um, yeah. And also, what discussed like uh, th- this is what's up this week? Like, discuss.
0: Yeah. So, it, it was a great way to bridge the gap between uh, you know, mar- you know, creative nut in a corner marketer, right? I mean, because I'm a constant creative. Um, you know, reality and I have like a, you know, tenuous relationship <laughs> and Christopher is a, you know, pragmatic, mm-hmm. uh, feet firmly on the ground. Um, let's do this the old fashioned way and let's work roll up our sleeves and work hard insurance agent. And it, it really allowed us to kind of uh, give feedback across. I would come up with an idea. Um, if it had utility, he would go, Oh, wow, that really is a good idea. Why don't you do some of that? Yeah. Uh, or conversely, he would say, uh, John, it's about to be hurricane season, and you haven't written one single thing about hurricanes. <laughs> I mean, you know, what's up with that? You really need to get into that. Um, yeah. And 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 it was and it was always useful. Uh, you know, things uh, things that would come up or things that clients would be asking about. Um, you know, we're seeing a tremendous growth in this, or hey, we really need some some help with life insurance. Uh, you know, then I I could come on board and and help uh, the at the agency level what they needed. Um, while at the same time, me, you know, saying, you know, gosh, I really want to do a series, um, on farm insurance with our, cause we have a new farm producer and, mm-hmm. and Christopher saying, okay, see what you and John O'Dell can come up with. And me and this agent, John O'Dell came up with a video series. Uh, we came up with a blog series and it was so much fun. And John like would go to farms and film and stuff and then give it to me and I would edit it and put it up there. And then like, uh, it's right still on. to this day. Um, the only really great uh, like a social media ad that's still on Facebook and it's John um, and it links to his, uh, his, his web uh, um, the blog and to the videos and um, people people just ate it up so um, you know that that was just one of those things where I was like hey let, let me try this and Christopher said run with it
1: right on okay um, John uh, so I uh, let's uh, let's uh, I just take a slight left-hand turn here uh, you're with agency revolution now yes, and, I am. and you're writing content um for fmg and agency revolution full-time that's right uh, yeah w- what's what's got you excited what's going on over there
0: well you know i was with like i said i was with alliance for five years it was fantastic um and and i loved every second of it um you know i think that when when fmg and ar came calling uh I realized that it would give me an opportunity to really focus on what I love and what I'm good at. Talk about leaning into your strengths. Uh, you know, Writing is what I love and is what I what I really love to do. And so being able to be a copywriter full-time, to fully focus on it, and not only that, but to work with a team of professionals that I really admire. I mean, the, the quality of the content they do over here is absolutely fabulous. They won awards. Um, their FMG product mm-hmm. is just out of this world. And so really giving me the opportunity to contribute to that and to be the voice of agency revolution, to help guide, you know, how, how that sounds and that product and to help, help grow fuse, which is the automated email platform. Uh, there are new things in the works that are terribly exciting that I get to help contribute to. Um, it was just an opportunity that I couldn't pass up.
1: Outstanding. And so the content that you're writing is, is a content that is, uh, is, is shared and usable by, um, the subscribers to the product itself.
0: That's correct. Yeah. So, for campaigns. example, I just wrote. Uh-huh. Yeah, I just wrote a few new um, cross-selling campaigns for Fuse. Uh, one of them is a high net worth campaign, and right another on. one is a, uh, a a toy vehicle campaign. So you know, yeah. boats, RVs, uh, ATVs, all that stuff.
1: Perfect. Okay. And, and I understand that uh, Agency Revolution announced a big acquisition this yeah, week yeah. are you are you Pretty allowed to exciting, say anything yeah. about it i saw it on linkedin so i you know, think it's announced right yeah, so no, um, announced. yeah i think
0: we can talk about it all right uh well, yeah, three uh which uh, is a you know what a phenomenal company and what a what a, an exciting product um you know everyone that i ever knew when i was in the uh the agency world just spoke glowingly about them and, and we knew it, several right? agencies uh, oh yeah i mean i yeah. some of the people i worked the closest with that's who they used for their websites and uh, they raved about them
1: yeah okay i've heard nothing but terrific things and they really have some um, oh unique and just really attractive and user-friendly features that have set them apart from the competition right. so great great content. acquisition there for agency Rev. am thrilled to hear about that uh, john i'm i'm going to leave i'm i'm going to ask you one last question Okay. Sure. Um, I I should have prepped you for this and I I didn't. But if you were gonna, you know, cop on Michael Jans's soapbox and deliver a short non commercial message to the people who lead and guide this industry, the principles of agencies, for example, what would you say? What do you think is like what's something really important that they need to hear right now?
0: You mean besides the fact that they should get agency revolution? Uh, and yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, 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 very, very,
1: very, very, very subtle plug in your non-commercial message there. Congratulations. No, no. Kevin. Honestly, <laughs>
0: um, all jokes aside, um, if you don't already have a marketer, I mm-hmm. absolutely think you should try one. Um, even if it's just someone who is really passionate about social media, and that's where you want to start. Just, just get your feet wet. Um, go ahead and get in there. There, the, the, the advantages of doing it. Far outweigh the advantages of not doing it, and the agencies that that I worked with uh, that also had marketers, you know, we we not only uh, were able to share ideas, but we were able to to share victories. And so when when one agency uh, marketer would say, "Hey guys, you know, uh, we're in rural Ohio, and we just started this uh, uh, Farm Friday campaign, which is something that." um, a, a really amazing marketer that, that I knew did. Um, it was just a little short video every Friday. And, and so she was able to share how successful that had been and how people loved it. And we could like support each other and learn from each other's ideas. And, uh, so getting a marketer involved and then kind of plugging into that world is a great way to, to add a different dimension to, uh, to your growth. Uh, to this future success of your agency. And it also plugs you into a whole new uh, world in the independent insurance space uh, where people are, are striving to help each other be better.
1: Here, here. Congratulations. Uh, uh, well said. And I'll, I'll remind the audience, if you want a copy of my guidebook, The Four Stages of the Marketer and the Modern Insurance Agency, Not a mind reader. Just let me know. So hop on LinkedIn and and ask for it or email me at Michael at MichaelJans.com and i will happy to send it to you free. Uh, John, well, first of all, congratulations on the new position. Uh, I was thrilled to hear that Agency Revolution picked up a talented content writer and marketer. I'm absolutely delighted to hear that. And of course, you know, uh, congratulations on the on the difference that you made. Uh, with the agency, and uh, thanks for sharing your insight and your wisdom with us today.
0: No, it was absolutely my pleasure. Uh, thank you. It's always great to to talk to you, and um, you know your your words have influenced me. So it's not just the other way around. <laughs> even, uh, so thank you.
1: Right on. Okay. Thanks so much. You take care, and I'm sure we'll be talking again soon. I'm sure we will. Thank you for listening to the Connected Insurance Podcast. If you found this episode informative, please share it with your peers and colleagues. Explore the connected insurance family of
0: resources for insurance agents and brokers by visiting agencyrevolution.com and clicking media. Subscribe and get updates delivered right to your inbox.